Joseph Mora is the founder and director of New Hope Sports Center in Kenya. Not only does this organization give opportunities to children in Africa through sports, they also share the gospel with these athletes that otherwise may never hear the gospel in their lives and know about Jesus. Today, I get to sit down with Joseph and discuss everything about his life, including his background, which includes losing someone he loved dearly, battling with suicide and other issues, and navigating how to run a Christian sports organization, and even his passion for giving opportunities to children that are marginalized or forgotten. Joseph is such a pure human being, and he is someone that makes you appreciate the work that is being done through sports in order to spread the gospel. I'm so grateful that he got to come on today, and I know you'll love it, uh, and I cannot wait for you to hear more from him. I am Kim Burke, and welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. Joseph Mora, I am so thankful that you got to come on today, sir. How are you doing today? Thank you, Brother Ken. I'm doing well. Thank you for hosting me, and I'm grateful that we got this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a great conversation. I, I think you're doing some amazing things in Kenya right now. I would love if you just start us off by giving some background on your life and your journey and just how God has, you know, essentially used sports to change the trajectory of your life. Yeah, thank you, Ken. Uh, so I'm excited to share my own life and uh, flashback and see how God has been working on me all through. Uh, I surrendered my life to Christ when I was a young boy. As uh, much as I can remember, I was nine years old. My mom would uh, take me to church every Sunday with my elder sister. And uh, I would say that I really had an encounter with God when I was a young boy. And from then onwards, I was really excited to uh, journey with God and get to know him more. And uh, it came to be that uh, when I was 17, a teenager, I lost my dad. My dad, uh, I, I could not uh, remember going to church with my dad, but during his last days, uh, I thank God he accepted Christ. Mm. And I remember this one Sunday that he uh, sat with me and uh, just wanted to know more about like how my life has been with Christ. And I excitedly shared with him about how God has been good in my life. And I remember he told me, never leave God. Mm. And that it has sticked in my mind uh, more than now, 27 years ago. And uh, when I lost my dad, my dad was my closest friend. And uh, losing him at uh, a teenager, at, uh, when I was a teenager, was really, uh, I, I would say was a painful reality that I will never have him in my life anymore. Yeah, like, I feel like life has come to an end. And I really questioned God why he did it and why he didn't even take me together with my dad. And uh, that brought uh, a lot of suicidal thoughts in me. And I had uh, tried to commit suicide. I thought, like, uh, I should not be living uh, without my dad. Mm. And uh, at that point, Ken, I think uh, God really had an encounter with me. Uh, to me, it did not really make sense. Like, why could he take my dad when I needed him most at my youthful age? Uh, he had made a lot of promises to me with my education. Uh, I was bright in school, so he always motivated me, inspired me to keep on working uh, well in school. 
and he had so many promises like, yeah, I'll uh, sacrifice to see you uh, pursue your career and your dreams. And now he was gone. So I thought like life had come to an end and I mm. questioned God and to me, I saw him as a distant God, uh, not a reasonable God at all. Why could he do it? Uh, and like, yeah, it, his love didn't really make much sense to me that I didn't have my dad in my life. And uh, I struggled with that for some time. But uh, finally, the Lord really uh, showed up and uh, he convinced me that uh, I am your heavenly father. And I can even go forth and do much than your uh, physical father would do because uh, physical dads have limitations. Mm. But for me, I don't have limitations. So I started like coming back to my senses. And I remember even I just uh, praying that God forgive me for all this. Uh, I really questioned you. I was mad on you and like, just forgive me. And uh, God really changed my life and uh, since then I came to like now to really identify with him more and uh, realize that he is there for me and his plans for me are not for evil or bad they're good to bring my future uh, to uh, be realistic so yeah 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 that is that is an unbelievable story and I, I think there's so many different things that people can learn from your story of just like you know, when, when life happens, it's, it can be really hard and difficult at times to, to put your faith in Jesus because, you know, you don't, you don't understand the plans that, that, that he has for you. But I, I think one thing that really stuck out to me was now that you, you lost your father back then, you're, you're kind of a father figure now uh, to so many athletes and so many young kids. Can you, can you just explain a little bit more about what you do at New Hope Sports Center? When I look back and uh... Uh, like track back and see what God has been doing in me and through me, I really get excited. So, okay, it was painful losing my dad. But at the same time, I see like God was using that to prepare me for what he was up to mm. in my life. And little did I know about it. So uh, having lost a dad, uh, well, 17, the Lord was introducing me to what so many young people are going through, especially in my community and beyond. Uh, the issue of fatherlessness. And uh, the Lord has brought me and has worked on me to be a father figure coach. And uh, this really gives me a lot of satisfaction and I get excited. And I even can't wait to see what God is up to in future. And I'm excited to work with so many young people who don't have father figures in their own lives. And I'm able to connect the dots and like tell them, yeah, we have a father in heaven who cares for us. I remember uh, two years ago, we were having the Father's Day and I requested my family to just uh, let me have some time with some father-raised boys in our program. Mm. And I just uh, had them in my car and we drove to town and we had this conversation and uh, uh, I just went to the uh, scriptures in the book of Matthew about our Father, the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven. And our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that really made sense I told them, yeah, I can identify with you. All of us, we don't have father, uh, other fathers. But we have one heavenly father. He is in, at heaven. Hmm. And he has a great plan. And God has been used in this. And uh, whenever I look back, my scars have turned. 
to be a great testimony in my generation. And I really get excited. Yeah, I look back, I recall how I lost my dad, but that's just as meant to be a sky. It's not on a painful as it was then. And God has used that as a, a great platform for me to serve others uh, who uh, don't have other fathers. Others may be having absent fathers. A lot of fathers have got into drugs and these young boys are really struggling. So moving in and being a father figure, a coach, doing some uh, stuff with them, doing life together with them, letting them like see my vulnerability of also like not having an other father uh, has been a great uh, a great breakthrough in what the Lord has entrusted us to do in our mm. community and beyond. Yeah. Yeah, that is so, so great. And so great for, you know, those young boys, young, young children that are fatherless and you're, you know, you're coming along beside them and making sure that they're felt that love that you feel through Jesus. How do, how do those children, those fatherless boys and girls, how do they feel when, you know, you, you share about Jesus and, you know, I, I know, um, Kenya has so many different, um, religions and spirituality like that how how what is their background and how do they respond when you uh, tell them tell them about jesus i'm really happy that i see them reciprocate well mm. uh, because they're able to see uh jesus in my own life i usually say my life is the greatest someone i can ever present to anyone mm. and having like seen me grow in uh, our own community getting to hear my own testimony and how god has been faithful they're able to connect the dots and see uh, how our uh, our father is really faithful and they can trust him and also be loved. I think that uh, stands out. Most of them uh, get the warmth of being loved. Uh, some of them haven't experienced maybe fatherly love because they have never had a father figure in their own lives, even motherly love too. So when like you embrace them, uh, you engage them and you bring them closer, able to open up and they're able also to share their own lives and that's really exciting ken uh, what we have been doing with my family we have been opening up our our, our, our house for these boys so we have a, a room that we have constructed just next to our main house and we're able to host them uh, like a, almost every week we're able to host like two or three boys to come mm. over and be part of our family mm. and that has really uh, inspired them yeah like they feel they are part of a bigger family, God's family. We are not related by blood. Uh, some of them even come from a different uh, cultural background. Uh, and uh, they feel like they belong to a bigger family where they are loved and embraced. And uh, that really uh, motivates them to look forth to what God is up to in their own lives. That is that is really really amazing how you're using those resources for that because I'm sure like it's that's making such a, a big difference in their lives and I'm sure it's making a, a difference in your life as well having all those children and boys just looking up to you like that and but and Joseph from your perspective why do you think sports is such a great way to spread the gospel and reach those people that are in need? Sports is a universal language mm. and that makes sports stands out. And uh, through sports, be able to establish positive relationships with people. And like in my own context, using sports for the last 10 years has really been a great, uh, uh, a great resource, a great platform 
because I'm able to uh, connect with other people who are passionate about sports and uh, we're able to uh, journey together and we're able to meet regularly and uh, sharing the greatest message of hope through sports. It's like what really motivates me and excites me every time that we, we meet uh, with these boys or young people in our, uh, in our community. So also pro uh, it provides a regular contact point with young people or anyone else out there because you're able to practice regularly. And through that uh, contact time, you're able to share your lives, you're able to uh, get to know uh, each other more and you're able to journey together, you're able to get more time to open God's words together and get to study it. So uh, sports stands out and it's, it's a great platform because it, it, it helps us to uh, construct a bridge, to build a bridge from the field of uh, pray to the praise of worship. So mm. many young people who didn't uh, used to go to church before or they were not part of uh, a fellowship have come to uh, be part of a fellowship. Because like there is this bridge that helped to get them out of where they were to where they are supposed to be and they're part of God's family. So sports stands out. And personally, uh, I, I would term sports as the most effective tool Mm. to really reach out in any context. Mm. That's a, I mean, that's a very bold statement. I, I would say that it is definitely one of the best ways for, for people to come to Christ because you're, you are literally breaking down those walls through sports and, and you're really building others up through Christ uh, when you make him the center of what you do. And I think it's so important to reach out to, you know, those communities, those communities that are, neglected or have hard pasts. And one thing that, you know, you prioritize as an organization is reaching out to your special needs communities and, you know, make them feel included and loved. Why is this such a big priority for you? Because I, I saw on Facebook that New Hope Sports Center sent this out. It said, what is it, what does every child want to belong and to have a chance to even enjoy play? what does every child with a disability want? The same exact thing. I thought that was so, such a good word, such inspirational. Why do you, why do you hold this stance? Because I think that's an amazing, amazing stance to hold. Yeah, Ken, the journey began in 2017. We were having a, or we were organizing a special needs camp and my project manager requested me to reach out to a number of families in my own community who have special needs kids and welcome them to our special needs camp was a summer camp mm. we had never done it before and it was our first time my project manager knew i like charities and he told me joseph here is a charity so uh, work on it and uh, i began doing some home visits uh, trying to identify these families and welcome them to be part of our summer special needs camp and uh, as I was doing this, okay, I, I just thought I'm just uh, extending an invitation for these families to come over. But God was uh, beyond that. Because as I was visiting these families, I really came to identify with the hard part of life they are experiencing out there. And the Lord really spoke uh, to me through that. And uh, he made that to be part of my heart. And I'm really passionate about these people group. So most of these special needs families are, are forgotten and they're hidden. Mm. They're invisible. They're not even part of our local churches. They're out there. No one really maybe cares more about them. 
And the Lord really spoke to me, like, I'm sending you to this people group. I love them. He used the, the story of Mephibosheth, how King David welcomed uh, uh, Saul's grandson hmm. and to be part of, like, yeah, let him come to and be part of my table. Like, I, I will um, I will come in to be part of the uh, my family. And, like, the Lord was telling me, yeah, call them from Lord Ebal, a place of no pasture, a place of, like, uh, yeah, no activities, just welcome them to my table because I need them. And uh, I, I came to learn about how sports can be a great uh, platform to welcome them. So uh, after attending a training uh, in Nairobi in 2018, I really learned more about how we can uh, uh, come up with adapted sports and be able to uh, welcome them and like, yeah, feel them, they're part of it. So since then, uh, we have been having an, uh, a program specifically for them, the All Ability Sport Program, and we reach out to uh, those who are able differently and we're able to welcome them. They may not be, have the same ability as any other uh, person, but we, we welcome them the way they are. And uh, specifically at New Hope Sports Center, we are uh, having blind sport program. And we have identified young people who are blind and uh, we have introduced blind sports like blind foot soccer. We have uh-huh. Tadem cycling, we have goalball, we have athletics. And every time like we are able to welcome them and be part of the community. And uh, that is all about like advocating inclusion. And they feel they're part of, yeah, they are part of it, and uh, even the rest of the community members are excited to serve them. Like mm. this November, we are having a, a blind sports uh, festival where we'll be having a number of uh, blind sports. And I'm excited. Uh, I just made a post on Facebook, and so many people have been inquiring, like, how can we volunteer? We'd like to mm. be part of it. And that really excites me because, like, we are able to send the message out there that we need to think of an, an inclusive community in any endeavor in all aspects of life, no one should be left out. And especially with the Great Commission, uh, as as it is spelled out in the uh, book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, Jesus told the disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. All means all. Mm -hmm. No one should be left out in the Great Commission. And uh, we are excited that the Lord has opened a door for us to be be a, a great example of what God's kingdom is all about. Like, yeah, let's welcome them, let's dine with them. And uh, that's really uh, is exciting. And uh, whenever we, 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 we meet with them, we organize some events, we are always excited and we are, we are always learning from them, Ken. There is a lot to learn from these brothers. Yeah. We have one of the guys who is 25 now. His name is Caristo. We have made him to be our all ability coordinator. He is blind and he, he, he does a lot. And every time we meet with Caristo, like we are in a classroom, like we are learning. Mm. We, we get a new lesson every time we meet with him. So it's all about seeing the, uh, the, uh, the good uh, in everyone and not just judging someone because of maybe their physical ability or any other limitation. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is so, so impactful. And I think, yeah, you are, you are essentially replicating what Jesus did because he, you know, when he came in his time, people thought that he was going to be this great king that, you know, ruled over everybody, but he, he wasn't, he was in, in the darkest, darkest places with people that no one thought he should be with, you know, the, the blind, the lepers, the people that had so many, so many sins and so many wrong 
uh, things in their lives. And I, I think that's so amazing that you're reaching out to those communities and making sure they're feeling loved and including them in every sport, I should say, that you that you uh, facilitate. But Joseph, what is the most impactful story uh, of a child that came into your program and that has been helped so much through sports? Thank you, Ken, for that. Allow me to highlight two stories for these two boys. The first one is Dennis. So I came across Dennis when he was six years old. Uh, Dennis uh, was being brought up by his own mom, but at some point the mom uh, was no more in his life. Mm. So like the mom neglected the boy when he was, uh, I think, three years old. And uh, since then, Dennis really suffered. So when I came across Dennis, he was this aggressive young boy who just like tried to uh, to hit everyone on his way, was really aggressive. He wasn't like friendly to his peers. And that was really shocking to me. I remember one of the days when I parked my car outside our local church, Dennis just took some sad and like uh, drew sad all over the car. Mm. Like when I came over, like I asked, what happened? Like I, I, I wasn't like, I could not believe and I came to realize he was really aggressive because he had missed uh, that fatherly love and motherly love. And like, he felt like the world is against him. And like, to him, he was just like reacting in all this situation. So the Lord just opened a door for me to really get into Danny's life. And uh, every time we would have our weekend soccer uh, practice, I would spend some time and uh, have a one-on-one with Dennis. And we really uh, became great friends with time. And I would even follow up with his, uh, his uh, uh, education at school. And I met with the teacher. The teacher also like gave me the story uh, how this boy has been behaving at school. And uh, I remember just requesting the teacher, how can we help? I'm coming along as a coach. Are you are uh, his teacher. Like, how can we help this young boy? Yeah, he has gone through all this. And he is, uh, I think by then he was only seven. Mm. And uh, the teacher agreed like, yeah, let's help. And we started a, 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 a tailor-made program for Dennis. And even at some point I had to look for a better school for him because he was in a public school. And like no one seemed to understand. Yeah, the teacher would try her best to help. But the rest of the kids and the rest of the school uh, family could not really understand him. So most of the time he was just being punished because of being like, aggressive on other kids. So mm. we decided like to, to have him in a different school, a private school where I volunteered to raise his school fees and uh, see that uh, he has been attended in a, a small population. And uh, yeah, so Dennis really started transforming with time. And I remember the mom came back when he was nine and uh, I met uh, his mom and we had a conversation uh, the mom was really remorseful that uh, she left uh, her son. And uh, like, even the rest of the family members were not ready to, 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 to live with Dennis because, like, uh, because of his aggressiveness and all that. And uh, I was really excited to see the mom embrace uh, her son mm. and journey with, with her, so journey with him. And uh, as we speak, uh, Ken, I have really seen the transformation that Dennis has gone through uh, when he was still six, now he's nine. 
And uh, I really get excited when I meet with him and he's part of our U9 uh, soccer team. And it's really exciting. So the other day, uh, there was this young uh, old woman who was staying with Dennis and he, she just brought a note that uh, Dennis wrote, like, thank you, coach. You took me to a different school. Mm. And that was exciting to me. You know, I just cried when I, I, I read the note. And uh, I have kept the note in my office. And uh, that's, 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 that's a great way of God like speaking. Yeah? You may not think you're doing much, but there is a lot of impact on these kids. Mm. Allow me to mention about John. John is a, a blind boy. I learned about him in, uh, he lives in the next village from my house. So he was, uh, how old? I think he was 10 by the time I met him in 2019. And uh, I had learned about how to use uh, sports to like advocate for inclusion. So I will come him together with his other brother, Paul. Uh, the mother was reluctant to let them come over for a weekend practice because like the mother felt uh, maybe he might get injured. How, how will he get engaged? And I just assured the mother that your, your, your boys will be uh, in safe hands. Just allow me to have them. And uh, that marked a turning point in John's life. He really likes playing soccer, but he didn't get not, an opportunity just because he was blind. So mm. I brought John over and the rest of the boys were like, how could he play? I had a, a blind soccer ball in my bag, so I reached out to it and I told them, boys, we're going to have like a different practice today. We're going to play bright football. And like they had never seen a blind person just near them. So like they were even extending their hands to, to, to greet John, but John could not see their hands. Mm. So it, it, it was really exciting uh, after the session. Like I blindfolded the rest of the boys and they were able to experience John's world blind world and like John stood out among them they could not beat him around uh, in bright soccer and after that like it was a, a great lesson to them I told them okay yeah that's John's uh, world and he stands out in his own world mm. you should not just judge me and uh, think that he can do as you have experienced so since then John has been part of our soccer program uh, and I'm really excited, like, uh, wherever he is, he's in a boarding school, he's currently in a boarding school. We encourage the mother to uh, put him in a special needs school, which uh, she did. So uh, every time he comes back during the school break, we're able to engage him. And they, the rest of the boys have, have become very great friends of John. And now, like, John is like a celebrity in our own community. Like, wherever he is around, Everyone wants to have some uh, like time with him. And uh, that has really uh, helped us to also send a message to John's peers that you should not just exclude them because they don't have the same ability as you do, but you should just embrace them and love them and feel that they are part of us. Mm. So uh, I think um, many of the, there are a lot of stories that I can share about how sports has helped us to be impactful in our community. But as you asked that question, I just thought of these two boys, Dennis yeah. and John. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That is that is so amazing how God has worked through those boys. And yeah, I, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and it really made me think of uh, what you were saying. And it, some one of the person one of the people said, 
getting someone right and helping someone requires an enormous amount of patience. And I think you're, you really show that patience because you, you're not giving up on these boys, even though some people have using sports to, to do that and facilitate those relationships is, is, is just so, so awesome. So awesome to see you doing that for Jesus too. Joseph, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. I, I, I know that uh, God is working over there in Kenya, and I, I know for sure he is working with New Hope Sports Center. So thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you, Ken, for hosting me. Wow, I am so grateful that Joseph got to come on the show today. Make sure to check out New Hope Sports Center with link in the description and see all the amazing work they're doing over there in Kenya. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that podcast merch is now available. We have everything from shirts to hats to notebooks to cups, and I would be so honored if you went and checked that out. From every sale that we get, half of that money is going to go to Christian sports organizations, just like Joseph's, that are making a difference for Christ in the world for sports. Please go and get some with the link in the description. You can use discount code CFC20 to get 20% off your order today. But for now, please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. It means more to us than you know. If you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Jesus loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to y'all next time.